Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Four Bears podcast. Joined with me, as always, we have Brant, we have Jake, and we've got Primmy. Today, I think we should start with uh, Jake's big hit of last week. Dude cashed in. Jake, do you want to tell us a little more about the thought process and uh, what you're going to do with your winnings? Oh, man. If those of you that didn't watch the last pod, we ended with uh, the Four Bears parlay slash hits of the week. I bet plus 310 on Rory to win the Scottish Open. And he did. He got the job done with a birdie on 18 to seal the deal. Um, plans for the money? We're going to invest it in Four Bears sports because that's what we do around here. Let's go, no, baby. Right there. Represent. Speaking of representing, we are now ambassadors of Shankit Golf. Please use code FOURBEARSSPORTS on shankitgolf.com to get 10% off your next purchase. Yeah, quality polos. So their hats, they got nice hats too. Uh, also, and some big news, got a, got a great comment on the last pod from my mom about you know, how great the pod was, and I think we can officially say, gentlemen, that moms love the Four Bears podcast. I know well, my mom do. does, that's for sure. Moms love the Four Bears, that's for sure. Oh yeah, my mom watched the whole episode. She just wants more. We gotta keep pumping out the content. What a goat. All moms love it. <laughs> what a goat. Okay, we are gonna start with uh, the favorites to win the Open. We have Scotty Scheffler at plus 650, Rory at plus 700, John Rahm plus 1200, Cam Smith 1800, and I'm sure you guys can find the odds for everyone else. Was who are we who are we picking this week? Who are we picking to win the Open? I'm gonna say this, and I don't know if everyone's gonna agree. I don't know why. I just love Brooks Kepka. I love his swag. I just love I I love I just I love Brooks Kepka. I know it's kind of controversial, especially with the whole live thing. But kinda. I'm kind of very extremely. When he I went know, with the frosted I tips, I think you should do that too, Primmy. I think you could pull off the frosted tips. Man was a menace with frosted. I just tips. know I'm gonna look back and say, why didn't I have frosted tips? You know, <laughs> that's I could have been. <laughs> it may have to do with the quantity, of the quantity of hair on that head of yours. No, oh, no, 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 couldn't be that. Couldn't oh. be that. Not oh, sure. no. Frosted Not beard? Yeah. Frosted beard. Tip beard? Maybe we do a frosted beard episode. Who says no? First, first IRL podcast for giving Primmy uh, frosted tips on the beard. It might have to happen. Grow it. I just shaved it. Maybe grow it out a little bit. I, I think that would look perfect. I It would show your full support in Brooks Kepka. Not, not just your support, your confidence in the man. My solidarity. I stand with Kepka. Maybe I love I'll make it. Shirt. <laughs> I love I stand it. with Kepka. <laughs> Brant, Brant you got a pick? Who's your favorite, big dog? Well, I'm not the most avid of golf watchers, but uh, I'm feeling a little bit of a, a nice round from Jordan Spieth here. I think the guy's going to bring it back and, and, you know, steal the Open. A huge dub for that program. Yeah. Yes, it would. <laughs> He's ever just watched the videos of him criticizing himself mid-shot? <laughs> it's so relatable. I mean, if you if you golf at all, you should be a Jordan Spieth. Uh, just ah, Jordan dude, Spieth fan. Because he, uh, oh, just terrible, just terrible. <laughs> there, there's he'll, he'll some think it stupid. That was stupid. <laughs> he is a legend, and he's so relatable. It's it's awesome. A solid pick. Uh, I feel like it's only right that we keep Jake for last after hitting last week. You guys can skip ahead to that part of the video if you just want. If you want to hear Jake's next pick, but for me. I'm going to go with Cam Smith. I I think Cam is going to put on a great performance. Uh, also highly controversial. You know, I think he's going to be sticking to fairways. 
Getting that GIR and hitting putts. Birds All and weekend. girls, baby. Birds and girls. The Aussie menace. And now, everyone's, uh, the pick streak is on the line right now of one. He's been hot. <laughs> he is the hottest bear. Hot. <laughs> literally and figuratively, because <laughs> also, Jake is going through, uh, he's sick right now. And I want to say, up there with the Jordan flu game. Has to be. I agree. <laughs> he's playing, he's playing injured. You know, he should, coaches were telling him to go to the IL, but you know what he said? He said, no, coach. I got it. I got it. As long as he's Paul Pierce bought the wheelchair, we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go Rory back-to-back. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. His, his, major, his, his major drought is going to come to an end, and I think he might win it by a handful, I'm going to be honest with you. Since we wow. have a Rory takeover. Yeah. Interesting. I like it. I like it. I can't, definitely can't disagree with it. As you know, uh, I hit last week was the biggest flop of the week, so <laughs> don't listen to me. Well, anyway, moving on. We have the NFL running back robbery. Josh Dang. Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, not getting those contract extensions. No franchise tag. What what do we think happens in those two situations, gentlemen? I think it's crazy to me that I, I'll let I'll let Brant wait on the Josh Jacobs as the Raiders fan, but for <laughs> Saquon, especially after last season, he did so much for that. He did everything for that team at points. It was like Saquon versus the world. And if you go back to prime Saquon straight out of the draft, I mean, he was the best running back in football for at least probably two years or one of at least. Yes, he's been injured, and they've had down years to place for the Giants. But, I mean, we're talking about a great running back that is just, like, not even getting looked. I, it's crazy to me. Uh, it's disgusting. I mean, Saquon Barkley was the team's offense every single year. He was the guy you could rely on. You know, when he was hurt, they were terrible, miserably bad. Um, it's insane to me that you, you can, can't get Saquon more than $10 million a year, which is what the franchise tag is worth right now. Um, you can't get that guy $10 million a year, but you can pay Daniel Jones $40 million a year. That does not make sense to me at all. And the, the, the Raiders side of things, Josh Jacobs, you're paying Jacoby Myers $11 million a year, but you can't get Josh Jacobs 12 That That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, you know? Probably more running back, too. He's good. Yeah one of the best in the league, you know? The Tony Pollard thing makes sense. Guy signed his franchise tag. He's had one good year, you know? He's never been the premier back because he's had Zeke there at all times to take a little bit of the pressure off, and he is coming off of a broken fibula. So that guy makes sense to me. You know, I, I wouldn't see a, a long deal getting done for him unless he has a great year this year while being the lead back. But Josh Jacobs and Saquon, those guys should be signed to a nice contract by now. And I, I just don't understand why. Like, look at Dalvin Cook. That guy just got released after having a 1,000-yard season after a 1,000-yard season and having great breakaway speed. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and the, the NFL is really just killing the running back position right now. Who needs a running back more right now, the Raiders or the Giants? I mean, they, they both their guys are franchise tagged. Um, the hope is that they both get get out there on the field next season. Hopefully they get extensions done, but I, I man, I, I would say the Giants because Daniel Jones is great as you know his ability can be. He's so inconsistent that he just needs a solid running game. You know, uh, when you look at the Raiders, they'll find a way to get Devontae Adams the ball. They'll find a way to get Hunter Renfro the ball. They've got Michael Mayer now. You know, Zamir White was drafted last year and looked solid in the, the few plays he got to play because you know it's hard to get on the field when you have Josh Jacobs in front of you. So I would say the Giants are definitely in more need of a running back right now. I agree. I agree. Uh, Jake? What blows my mind is there are kickers making more than NFL running backs. Regardless of who it is, I mean, we've got a list over here. 
Well, that's uh, not necessarily true because uh, Kareem Hunt's still a free agent. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to wait and see what he makes. <laughs> he'll, he'll inflate the kicker numbers quite a bit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with I, I want to call it the Sean McVay effect, where they, they see what he did and they see the success he had and they say, okay, well, he didn't pay a running back. You think of Todd Gurley? Yeah, Todd Gurley is great, and yes, he's not even in the league anymore, and he had arthritis and injuries too. But like, he's not, he's not willing to pay running backs. He's made it very clear from the beginning he's not willing to pay running backs. And so since Todd Gurley, and so he. I think the league just kind of saw that, and he's like, well, I mean, they won a Super Bowl after doing that, but there, there's got to be a success plan in there somewhere, and it's just been so devalued, especially since, you know, Mahomes and the air raid style, not just Mahomes, but that's what comes to mind nowadays, and so pass-heavy league that if you can't catch out of the backfield and be that, you know, McCaffrey-type back, you're just not valued at all, and even when you can, because Saquon can do that, if you're not doing it at a McCaffrey level, you know, being a 500-plus receiving yards and a 1,000-yard rusher, which is an anomaly, then they don't care. They just – teams don't care anymore. Everybody got that memo besides the Packers, who are willing to pay two running backs at the moment. And uh, I've seen the same success rate for the last 10 years. So, plus. 10 years plus. So, you got to um, run the 1970s offense. I love it. <laughs> Jordan Love. this year without Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Jordan Love, baby. Jordan Love could be a little bit more mobile. It could open the game up for him. But, you know, Rodgers is getting old. He can't run around as much. You don't want him getting hit as much. Yeah. So, there's a chance they, they open up the, the playbook a little bit. They might. I was always terrified every time I saw Rodgers get hit. I mean, you saw with, with the Bears a couple of years ago, he got rolled up on. And yeah, and then he came back in the game in the fourth quarter and won. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it's whatever. You sound I'm salty. You sound salty, no, Nate. No, I'm not mad about it. It's like what? It's like whatever. But it's like whatever. I can't wait Ooh. for Jordan Love to pull out the title belt against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers Dude, may have did you left. You see his tweet though. But we still he, own you. He tweeted. I can't remember what he tweeted, but he said something to effect of. He tried to trash talk on Twitter, and it just backfired on him so bad because he worded it wrong. And I was like, oh, oh, that's a bad look for you. You can't be doing that right now. Oh, buddy. It was funny. Yeah, losing trash talk on Twitter compared to losing football games, I know which one I'd pick. He's never beaten the Bears, so. Little, uh, He's been fact. on the team for a while. Little fun fact we do have to bring up here. Um. I can't remember the last time an NFL champion had a running back that they paid on a large contract. And I don't think there has been one in probably 20 years. I think they've all been on, on pretty cheap, bargainy deals. The uh, Would it be the Seahawks? How much was Marshawn making? Yeah, maybe the tail end of Marshawn. I don't know if he was... He probably wasn't on his... Yeah, it, it wasn't a crazy amount. But he probably wasn't making stupid money. Probably not at that point. That was towards the was. end of his career, wasn't it? No, not their yeah. champ. Their championship was at the beginning or the middle of his career. At the time, he was making a smooth seven million, four million the year before, seven million, six Ugh. million. At that time, that's decent money for a running back. Yeah. That's like, but that's not like a top contract, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I I don't know then. Uh, I feel like that was a pretty like safe bet, and I, it does not show. Um, I guess. Yeah. Go ahead. You're good. We got a we got a list of who else we got on here. So Austin Eckler, yep. no trade and still not extended, and he he was great. Has been great. Good fantasy running back. Who else do we got? Leonard Fournette, Zeke, Kareem Hunt, James Robinson, Kenyon Drake. I think these are great running backs. Yeah, I think I think to Nick's point, being able to catch out of the backfield, Leonard Fournette might be in trouble. He's more of a third down goal line back, and well, he's to an made extent, a lot of bread to it though. I know, I understand, but he's not he's not a top speed level no. back. He's, he's gonna mow you down. He's a run over like... AJ Dillon, yeah. but AJ, I mean. 
I can't even compare him to AJ Dillon because AJ Dillon can move. He catches yeah. he catches plenty of passes out of the backfield, but he also has the ability to run you over. He's kind of a hybrid back. A little tidbit on Fournette. He's actually had very up and down seasons, but I mean he's got a season with 76 catches, 69 catches, 73 catches for decent yardage. I mean the guy made his bread and butter out of getting good runs and then catching the ball and getting nice chunk plays out of it. Now, it was Tom Brady who, as we know, is the king of checkdowns, king of finding the right player to get the ball to. He's, he's the king of, you know, football. football. Yep. <laughs> you know, remember in the Falcons Super Bowl, he did get James White the ball, I think it was 11 or 12 times. It was the most catches by a running back. and It might have been the most catches in Super Bowl history. I believe it was, wasn't it? So, I mean, a guy like Leonard Fournette, there is some concern with his conditioning, with his ability to stay on the field and not cause drama. Just look at his time in Jacksonville. But, I mean, it's still there's still too many decent guys available. There's still too many good players available. You know, I, I'm just the, the value of the running backs, like Eckler, for instance. They, they've been talking about, you know, oh, we want to trade Eckler. Well, they never got it done because they wanted so much for him. If you want so much value for that guy, clearly he's worth a contract ex- extension, is he not? If you had, think he's that valuable, surely he's worth, you know, the money that you're trying to, to accrue draft picks for. It, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But. Yeah, especially being a, it's, it's, it's a two-back league for most teams. It's a two-back league. If most good teams, you're going to have a third down back, first, second down back, and a lot of them can be interchangeable. I don't know why, like, I'm a Bears fan. I would love to have any of the guys on this list just to give us experienced depth, if nothing else. A guy that you can look at and say, I know he's done it. I know he can do it. He's been a pro. There's, what, five pro bowlers, at least five pro bowl running backs that are available right now are Pro Bowl caliber running backs Mm -hmm. that they still got juice in the tank. It's not like they're 35. They're not even 30 yet. They're trying to get a second. Half of them are trying to get a second contract. I just don't get the devalue of the position when it's still such an important part of the game. Yeah. Yep. I mean, look at the the four running backs you had in in each respective conference's uh, championships last year. You've got Mixon, who was making $12 million a year. Uh, you know, it's one of the highest-paid running backs in the NFL. In fact, per average salary, he's fourth. Well, that guy's making plenty of money. Miles Sanders just got a huge payday, which, you know, last year he wasn't on as big of a contract. Pacheco was a rookie that is going to end up getting paid by somebody if he continues to play the way that he did down the stretch last season. And then McCaffrey who is the highest paid running back, you know? And rightfully so. Yeah, so you've got two teams that rookie running backs or younger running backs not making a lot of money, and then you've got two teams that made it there with highly paid running backs. You know, some people make the argument, well, the two teams with the rookie running backs are the ones that made it through, the the younger running backs, the cheaper deals. But San Fran had no quarterback in play because every quarterback on the roster was hurt. And uh, Josh Johnson. Boy, oh boy, the, the Bengals that get yeah, Josh Johnson. Whew, going crazy <laughs> there. <laughs> and then the the Bengals thing. I mean, they, there was some very, very suspect uh, decisions by the refs there. Yeah, Not yeah, to mention that. the second, third down. After I'll the ball had been punted. I'll never lose that. <laughs> like, like, what was that? That is just wrong. Oh, my goodness. But. I just there's got to be a there's got to be some sort of way that you can be successful with running backs. I refuse to believe that these running backs are are just never going to get paid because they're not good enough. It's just ridiculous. So so what does it look like? Do we think that they're going to? What do those contracts look like? So the Josh Jacobs thing, they were close to a deal before the end of the deadline to extend him. Um, so there's a chance that early on next season they get a deal on paper and they, they get it agreed upon. Um, the Saquon thing, I haven't heard any sort of update on right now. Either way, as of right now, it looks like neither of them are going to participate in training camp um, until probably the week before the season starts. You know, because they're not going to get fined for skipping training camp. It's a franchise tag. They're going to get 
fine if they skip games, you know, if they skip a week here or there in the season, which I don't think either of them will do. But I, I don't see the Jacobs thing. I, I can only hope a deal gets done. Saquon, they might move on from him. You know, he does have the, the history of injuries. Um, he can't stay on the field. When he is on the field, he's electric. But I, I don't see a, a deal getting done anytime soon. feel like uh, teams sit there and they see uh, the running back market currently and feel like that's why these guys are so expendable to them because they're like, oh, can't give Saquon the money we want to give him. Looks like Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette are looking for deals right now. They might take cheaper. Who knows? I it I feel like running backs come a dime a dozen is how teams view them. And I don't necessarily agree with it, but that's how the NFL is trending. So, what do you guys think about? I saw this when people were talking about restructuring the Holmes contract. Instead of giving a set amount of money, I don't know the logistics behind it. I'm just curious what you guys think. Instead of saying, okay, you're going to get a 10-year, $500 million, say, we're going to give you 20% of the salary cap for eight years, or I'm going to give you 8% of the salary cap for eight years. So doing it salary cap-wise instead of monetary-wise. I almost wonder if they could do that with running backs to a point where they're like, okay, or maybe it has to be – I don't want to say enforce because you can't force teams to sign people realistically, but I think something along, I think it's a cool idea. Something along those lines. What do you guys think? I I believe, I mean, I have the numbers pulled up right here. Like Mahomes this year will be making 18% of the team's salary cap. Um, The next two quarterbacks that take up the highest percentage of their team's salary cap is Ryan Tannehill and Jared Goff. So a lot of that, the, the percentage of the salary cap depends on, you know, a lot with where the team is at that point in time. Um, Mahomes' contract is designed to slowly scale up more and more from year one to year ten because obviously the team's salary cap is going to go up year by year. So they're just trying to keep him at a nice, solid number where they can still build around him comfortably. Um, you know, like next year, <laughs> next year you've got Deshaun Watson making, 27% of his team salary cap. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I, I mean, and then you've got Dak Prescott, 25%. Kyler, 22%. Stafford, 21%. There, there's a lot of guys that are making large percentages of their team salary cap, and their team, quite frankly, wasn't very successful. Um, you know, when you look at running backs, the, the highest three running backs... Uh, are Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Joe Mixon. They make 7%, 6%, and 6%. Every other running back is 4% or less. It's just not a valued position, whereas your top receivers are making between 10 and 6% of the salary cap. It's just, for whatever reason, running backs is just not an important thing. And I think part of that is because you can draft young guys, keep them on those rookie contracts for, you know, four or five years, run them till they're dog tired, and kick them to the curb. And I think that needs to be fixed because sooner or later, you're just going to have to find a way to remove the running back position from the game at that point. Cause there's going to be players that just don't want to do that. Cause there's no value to it. You know, it's, it's heartbreaking for the running backs that do work their butt off and play their ass off quite frankly. And now we're going to move on to D hop and <laughs> Why did D-Hop go to the Titans? <laughs> why of all teams did he go to the Titans? Did he receptions? Uh, that's why. <laughs> I feel like the Patriots made a whole lot more sense than what the Titans did for him. But, uh, I think any team made more sense. That's tough. So, obviously, I, I was going to ask, uh, would D-Hop, contender or pretender, a pretender? Uh, they, they are not... I don't... I don't even know if this this might add a win to their their record books. I I still think they're borderline playoff team. I mean, I agree. the The big thing for me right now is they got three quarterbacks that you don't know who to choose between right now. Like, 
If you, it's like the whole thing. If you got if you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. Well, they got three quarterbacks. You gotta they gotta figure that out. And I mean, they'll always have a decent defense, but yeah, especially in that division, it's easy to have a decent defense in that division. True. I I think the Titans is the worst place you could have gone. Respectfully, it, it's gonna look good numbers wise. Him and Traylon Burks are the only receivers to throw to. You know, you have a Keen Westbrook there, too, who's a solid player, had decent games last year when guys were out. Um, but who's throwing you the ball? Tannehill's proven that he can't throw you the ball under almost any circumstance. Like Will definitely not consistently. Um, is he, though? You remember the guy that went from, oh, maybe he's a top five pick. Maybe he's the first overall pick to the guy fell out of the first round. There's clearly something wrong with him. There's clearly something that NFL teams did not feel comfortable with. And then, what, are you going to go to Malik Willis? We saw how that experience went. It was not good. He's, uh, yeah, I I don't know who's going to throw a D-hop ball. He essentially put himself in the same position he he was in when he was with the Texans. He's got Ryan Mallett and Brock Osweiler throwing him the ball. (laughs) I mean, what are we doing? I see Will Levis as like a Bo Callahan from the movie draft day somebody <laughs> somebody passed on him and everybody got scared yeah mm-hmm. maybe maybe there is something wrong we'll find out I guess to be fair is this the kid that puts mayo in his coffee yeah, that is yeah. the one that's, <laughs> that's so, so yeah. bogus Man. who does there's, that there's I mean he also eats the bananas like he eats the peel of the banana while he's eating the banana dude <laughs> You think there's he does it like for me? Do you think there. he means it? I don't know if he actually like means it. He just trying either, to uh, come on. Either that or this just promotes uh, protection for NFL players because he's might have a screw loose up there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not good. Yeah, we got to study his brain and see what's going on up there. You know what's funny and, is the person that won from his draft day shenanigans the most is actually his girlfriend. She's got to deal with. Burger King now and everything. She's famous on TikTok, famous on Instagram. It, it was huge for her. <laughs> Good for her. She's Get making more money than he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. Just, uh, D-Hop could have gone to so many different teams. I mean, why the Titans, man? Especially I when think... he sat there and talked about he wanted a stable franchise. This one just got rid of their GM literally a year ago. He wanted a good, solid quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is not that at all. And he wanted to be on a contender with a good defense. He's got the good defense, but they are not a contender at all. That is the Jags division and maybe Anthony Richardson or or, or Stroud do something. But it's definitely not the Titans division under any circumstance. You know, you start to wonder, like, was he just not getting offers? And this was kind of like, I mean, a panic. I may not get signed of unless I take this deal. I and heard the Patriots were, like, offered him close to the same amount of money. It was more, everything was more incentive-based than actual guaranteed money. So, And that's not much of a improvement from the Titans. They're kind of in the same boat. Granted, you have Bill like Belichick, but they're off of things too. They've won championships. Uh, Belichick has, has he, he kind of reminds me of Palpatine. You know, he <laughs> dude doesn't die. The dude will not die, and not like as in actually pass away, but more in from a football point, he is not going to go away. He, he just keeps coming back. And I I believe that Patriots within the next three years will be a playoff team again. That was the best metaphor I think I've heard in a long time. Alpatine? Yeah. When he puts the hood up too, I think it just completes it. <laughs> <laughs> Do we see the Patriots uh, making it to the playoffs with Mac Jones? Or will it be somebody else? They did it once. They didn't want. It was a suitable contender, though, with Mac Jones. No, never. I don't think so. Uh, He he would have to have incredible growth. 
Um, uh, you know, you're talking about, in fairness to him last year, you had just an absolute crap show of whatever the hell was going on by joint offensive coordinators. And obviously that didn't work. There's a reason they're both gone now. Um, but it's just, he, he had a good rookie year. People overreacted. Oh, he's the next Tom Brady. There's a he lot didn't of even have that good of a rookie year either. He had like no, an he did. okay he had like a rookie really year. Solid yeah, year. It's pretty, yeah. pretty mediocre. Pretty mid. But it was mid. I I don't see them ever being a serious Super Bowl contender with Mac Jones. Maybe he he gets way better. Maybe they they get him a, a better receiving core. But I, I don't see it happening. They drafted Tom Brady into him. <laughs> You need to sign Dalvin Cook. I think that would help them a lot. But I like that, that, actually. That would also mean, like, Bill Belichick will have to stick with a running back for a whole season. Which, <laughs> will that ever happen? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Respectfully, that's Ramondi Stevenson's backfield. That guy's a monster. I agree. It should be. It should be. But I... He's not Bill's M.O. <laughs> yeah, uh, they'll have four. And I don't think Dalvin goes anywhere where he, he doesn't get paid at least eight or nine million. I think he's going to get the best deal he can. But who's going to give him that? <sighs> Somebody's Dol- got The Dolphins it. have money? The Dolphins signed, uh, who did they sign? They signed two running backs, didn't they? Signed they two. Dolphins have a pretty solid backfield. Who's They've in, got who's Jeff in Wilson, San Yeah, Jeff Wilson Jr. They signed and after Miles Gaskin still there too. After they signed mm-hmm. after San Fran signed McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Cardinals. James Conner's already making too much money. He's a cut star. James. Cut James Conner. Who cares? <laughs> he did have a year last year. He did have a year last year. Fucking. He vultured touchdowns. Great year is. <laughs> I perspective. Think... I think Dalvin's going to be forced to wait until a team has an injury. You know? The, like, for instance, uh, look at Baltimore. If somebody like J.K. Dobbins goes down. Again. Do you pay Dalvin Cook $6 million a year to come in and take over for the year? Show what he's really capable of? Oh, yeah. And Baltimore is definitely a contender. For sure. But I just don't... You know, I, I know as a Bears fan, you would love to get him. Oh, I would love nothing more than to sign out, especially after <laughs> Montgomery goes to the Lions. Let's just swap around the NFC North running backs. Why not? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna say the Packers are content with what we've got. Yeah, yeah, we have two that we don't know what to do with, so, <laughs> <laughs> or, or we think we do. Okay, boys, go ahead. You're good. I was I'm like, maybe, maybe one of them can like gain 200 pounds and. Play D tackle for you or something if they can't deal with you. Some Eddie Lacy type beat. <laughs> Eddie Lacy. <laughs> I'm looking at all these teams. I just don't see a place for these guys. I got to be honest. You know, there's so many teams that have their starting running backs. The only like the Rams. The Rams can get a running back, but they've got young cool, Cam Akers. You know, uh, Kieran Williams, Sony Michelle. Ah. The Rams are, are one of the places, if they have a good start, maybe they go after Dalvin Cook. But I don't see the I, I don't see him getting signed before the beginning of the season, unless there's an injury somewhere. Cam Akers, biggest bust of last year? Maybe. He's becoming, like, from young well, Cam Akers, he's slowly becoming old Cam Akers with all these injuries and coming back. And when he was healthy, he was not very good. Wasn't nah, his old self. He no. had his moments. His Florida State career was much, much better than his, his Rams career has been. There's no doubt about that. But, I mean, he, he did come back off of a, a major ACL injury. Um, he came back for the playoffs when they won the Super Bowl and performed pretty well in the playoffs. It's where, where he's gotten a lot of love. It's where he got, you know, it's what rose his draft stock for fantasy drafts last year. But. He's got to figure something out because there was a point in time where he wanted traded and they couldn't even trade him. So, so we're going from NFL players who are not getting their money to a girl that is pure money. Sabrina Inescu, three-point champion, not only champion, but broke the record for the NBA and WNBA. 
Let's let's talk about it. Let's dive in. She well, how missed, many was it again? She missed two balls. Two. That's crazy. She she is an amazing player, and I will give her her credit. But the record to me stays with Bird. He didn't miss a ball. And he did it in a shooting shirt. And before he before the whole event started, he looked around and said, "Who's getting second?" Man, man's a legend. He is hockey as can be, but. I truly believe, given the opportunity, he would have went perfect here, too. But as of right now, Sabrina, she's the champion. Uh, she holds the record. But uh, a little controversy there, in my opinion. Nick, I sense a little bit of uh, Celtic bias. <laughs> I I feel like, you know, it's it's tough. Man, The man didn't miss a shot. She missed two. She was given more opportunities. It's, it's a debate, for sure. It's a hypothetical. I'll never know the answer. But to me, I feel like you might have to put a little asterisk uh, on on that. Do we think Caitlin Clark could do that, Jake? Caitlin Clark's not missing a ball, man. Okay. Okay. Hey, she gets that hot. You think Ashley Jones is gonna is gonna outperform that? I don't think so. Yeah, she just win the dunk contest. Who cares? Oh my god. I mean the layup contest. Sorry. (laughs) No. Oh no. Dude, I'm the biggest oh. WNBA fan on this roster. I'm the only <laughs> I'm the only one that had my favorite WNBA team listed. Can you Did. can you remind me of those players on that roster that you named? Yeah, well, what's, Dude, there's there's a lot of them. There's like 13, 14 of them. I mean, I, get... I can name maybe five WNBA players. In fairness, Sue Bird. That's all you need to know. Sue Bird. Sue Bird. Dude, she's uh, retired. That doesn't count. She played. <laughs> Did you guys see? You know. Did you guys see uh, Brittany Griner? Oh <laughs> yeah! Did yeah. you see her dunk? Oh my gosh! Yeah, she yeah. she she really slammed one home. <laughs> Last time she traveled like that, she didn't make it back to the country. So <laughs> oh she, yeah! She needs oh, to right. watch out. Wow! <laughs> Too true. She needs uh, to watch out. <laughs> oh. Somebody might want to check your illegal substances. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just not a real good decision maker. Very talented player, obviously, but uh, got to keep her in line. Got to keep her in line. Um, moving on, we go from our my personal controversy to actual controversy. Tennessee football program Let's vacate 11 wins from the 2019-2020 season. That's crazy to me. I I I get it. I get it a hundred percent. I get it a hundred percent. I just I, the only thing that I'm like, it's almost like a who cares. You know the se- the season's over. Right, yeah, it's maybe a record book will be, or the coach is gonna. Oh, these wins are gone. But who cares? Like it's they didn't win anything. They didn't yeah. go on any run. Didn't do anything in the playoffs, anything postseason wise. Um remember it is the Hendon Hooker years. Yeah. I mean the Vols record will be changed to show that they went 0 and five in nineteen and 0 and seven in twenty, bringing Pruitt's final record with the volunteers to five and nineteen. I mean I, again it's not like he was there that he's going to not qualify to be in the college football hall of fame or something. Like it doesn't, it's almost like they're doing it only to show face that they're like, we're doing something about this. It's, it really means something to us. Right. Does it? I think it's just more of the same NCAA bull crap where they take what they want because they feel it's just and fair. It's just like the Reggie Bush Heisman. Nobody cares what the NCAA thinks. Give the man his trophy back and let's move on, you know? Thank you. Give him his trophy. Goodness. I mean, come on. Everybody knows that, like, 
First off, you've made it completely fine now. There's no issue with it now. Give the guy his trophy back. It's not like he used some performance-enhancing drugs or something like that and cheated his way to it. He earned it. Fair and square. Give the man his trophy back. Just like as much as people want to say, oh, well, recruiting violations. Every single top school does it. I guarantee it. Just a matter of who you know, gets caught. Yeah. It's, you know, just, I mean, look at the Harbaugh thing. Every time Harbaugh talks to, to any sort of guy that they're scouting, there's some big thing with it. You know, he bought a kid a burger and he got in trouble by the NCAA with it. Come on, man. What, what are we doing here? Yeah. How, it's just being way too stickler, you know? How do teams get caught with this? Like, we're, we're talking we're talking four years, five years later, and somehow they're like, oh, yeah. They they went after these recruits, uh, violated these rules five years ago. Well, like, a lot of the times it's coaches leaving. So like I know, yeah. From my personal experience with it, it's oh this coach is leaving. He got fired, or it's an assistant strength coach that maybe he's got some dirt in the program and he's out for vengeance, and so he'll report it. Because as much as we don't want to admit it, everyone violates NCAA rules. It's yep. it happens. At every practice, at everything, because there's rules that make no sense. Like, you're only allowed to have eight coaches on the field at a given, any given point. Okay, you think Alabama doesn't have 50 coaches that are on the field at any given point? <laughs> right. Yeah, they're rocking with only eight coaches. Okay. So, that's technically an NCAA violation that you get fined and stuff for it. Yeah. It's it's all about, most of the time in what I have seen and heard, it's coaches leaving and going to other programs. Either way, Jeremy Pruitt's an, an efficient coach, and he's won a lot. I mean, the guy's got five national championships. At one point, he won three straight, two with Alabama and one with Florida State as a defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach, and the guy's historically good. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, he's been Alabama, Florida State, Georgia, Tennessee. Now he's with the Giants as a senior defensive assistant, or was at least last year. You know, the the guy is great defensively. He's got a great mind for the game. Head coaching just wasn't his thing, clearly. So, at the end of the day, Tennessee's going to lose those wins officially, but everybody's going to remember the seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, just, it seems kind of ridiculous to me to, I mean, we're three and four years post these things happening, and they're getting an $8 million fine over two seasons where they didn't do anything. I, I mean, yes, it was a violation, also pre-NIL. So, with the new NIL rules that are in effect today, those things that happened then wouldn't even it be matter. Noble. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's, it's irrelevant. So now they're getting an $8 million fine over 16 players that were deemed ineligible for recruiting violations. $8 million and stripping wins. For what? For what? I want to know where they came up with the $8 million too. Like, how How did $8 million become the magic number? I don't get it. It's whatever they pulled out of their butt. <laughs> I would Literally. have to assume it's based on how many violations and how severe they thought it was, and they just found a number that sounded right to them. It's I'm sure there's been some past offenses that have had to pay out, but... It's probably gone got to be based on their not necessarily their net wealth but, uh, wealth but their revenue that they get because you you can't find a Tulane 8 million dollars you know no. like they're they're gone if you find them 8 million dollars <laughs> university's selling to become an amusement park if you find them 8 million dollars <laughs> that's messed up to Tulane man Oh, they're a great school, but uh, they're a great school. (laughs) They're a great school. It's just you know, if if they got in trouble like that and had to pay eight mil, it'd be a lot different looking. The the program would be gone. Well, just like uh, Dion when he was over there at Jacksonville. Yeah, if he got in trouble there, they'd have been. I mean. They already couldn't afford to, to get him everything that he wanted there, let alone, you know, a fine like that. Which, by the way, how do we think Dion's going to do at Colorado? He'll be there for a while. 
be there a while for his name. He won't have any real success. Maybe make some wow. bowl games, but nothing, nothing crazy. I think he'll have a lot of regular season success, but with the way that the college football playoff is laid out currently, um, there's no real opportunity for Colorado to make any bangs in the postseason. You don't see them being able to beat USC and UCLA before they move on to the Big Ten? No. I mean, they've got an opportunity this year. He brought most of the guys with him. They've got a chance. I'm not going to say they don't have a chance, but at the end of the day, Colorado's still Colorado. I mean, <laughs> you can bring Travis Hunter and whoever the heck else you want to. But, Shador Sanders I mean, played spectacularly. Right. And, but you see who they were playing against. And they were that playing tight games against those schools. I Do I like their chances? Sure. Is Dion a great church? Ugh. Great coach, sure. But in the long run, do I see it being super, super game-changing? No, I don't. Is is he a great coach? We, we've gotten a small sample size. He can recruit. He can recruit with the best of them. Can, I think this will tell us how good of a coach he is with what he does at Colorado. For sure. He definitely knows the game. I don't think that's the question, but I agree. It's kind of that I look at culture is huge, first of all, especially when you're going to rebuilding arguably the worst Power 5 program in the entire country. Just have been pitiful for years. And he's coming in and saying the stuff he's saying, and I'm bringing Louie with me, get, basically telling everyone, transfer, I don't want you here. Okay, I understand you had brought players with you and all that, but – that, that's that's pretty negative culture. You're breeding negative culture right off the bat, which I get you're advocating for your new guy, for your old guys, but there's still got to be some decent players that are going to have meaningful snaps that were already on the team at some position, whether it's special teams, linemen. Like, wow. there's got to be something, and now they, they don't. Were, they were pretty they bad. I mean, yeah, but you're not going to gut the entire you – can only, you can only transfer in so many. So you – Ultimately, they're going to have to have old players on the team. And I'm all for, you know, bringing in players that you need. I get it, but I I think it's uh, – and again, we've never seen him have to make big-time coaching decisions, game management, at the versus USC or UCLA when a playoff could be on the line. I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you when it comes to building culture. Um. I think coming in off the rip and kind of letting everybody know how it's going to be and basically telling everybody, you got to earn your spot here. This isn't, this isn't like there are guys coming in here that can take your spot and can take it tomorrow. So you better work harder. You better get back in the weight room. You better get back to business or your spot's gone. And I think there's a lot of hate towards that. And I think, I think people are soft. Like, I'm just going to be straight up. you got to put the best players on the field to give you a chance to win, regardless of how, like, your like feelings aside. It, it's irrelevant. His job is to come into Colorado and win football games. That's just how it is. And if he's bringing in 40, 50 guys and the Colorado players can't hang, they can't hang. they got to transfer out. That's, that's on them. So I think he's going to create a winning culture, but – I think a lot of the videos that have been coming out recently about sending guys home because they're wearing the wrong color socks, that's that's like, that's building culture. Like you, like building unity. Everyone looks the same, dresses the same, wears the same colors. Where's, I mean, it, no one should be able to tell you apart. And I think that's, that's a big deal when it comes to pr making, creating a winning culture in a program that's been terrible. For the last mm -hmm. decade. No, yeah, I get. I, I agree. I think. I think I'm honest. I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. The, I think the biggest thing for me was just his initial press conference. I love the whole earn your spot thing, absolutely. And that I think just for me though, the initial press conference before he had met any of the players, before he had done anything, he just came and was like, "Get out." They're like, "Okay, you, you haven't even talked to us. You don't even know me." You have to let me earn my spot, and you're like, get out of here. Yeah. Which, but to your point, I didn't really think about that aspect. You have to build that winning closer from day one. You do. That's fair. That's 100% fair. 
I mean, it's coming in, coming in to like shock the system, you know. I agree with you. He shouldn't. I, I don't think he should have handled it in that press conference the way that he did. But to come in and just kind of, you know, shock the system a little bit, wake it like, hey, wake up, like we got work mm-hmm. to do. You got, you got catching up to do if you want to be a part of this program, or else we've been dog ass. We cannot be dog ass anymore. <laughs> So I just want to finish off with with one more thing on on this Colorado thing. First off, they dominated almost everybody they played. They had two one-score games all year long, one of them being the game they lost. Um, For the most part, they destroyed their competition. It wasn't even close. And should Dura Sanders be at the competition he was playing against, may it, you know, lower level than uh, obviously Power 5 teams are, you know, obviously – lower level than Pac-12 is going to be, he had 3,700 yards on 71% completion percentage and 40 touchdowns and 6 interceptions. Those are fantastic numbers, no matter who you're playing against. Yeah. You know? Obviously, you mean Jacksonville, not Colorado. Like, uh... Well, yeah, at Jackson State, yes. Yep, gotcha. Sorry, but, Jackson you know, State. Sorry, yeah. yep. But, obviously, those numbers are still spectacular. You know, if you can even bring three-fourths of that to Colorado you're going to be successful in some way or another. You know, and, and Dion being the, the player that he was as a Hall of Famer and one of the best to ever do it, if not the best corner to ever do it, is going to be able to get these guys up to speed, you know? He, he's going to be able to teach them things that, that they don't see as well as he does because he's one of the best, if not the best, to do it. So He's played at a level that none of those kids have even seen yet. No. They'll be playing. No. I would like to think that they'll be playing at a speed much greater than what the other opponents are going to be used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, moving on to uh, the MLB trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Are there any teams that we think might make a splash before August 6th? Are we going to see Shohei to L.A. or no? Dude, I've been seeing so hope. much stuff about this. One can only hope. <laughs> I just don't know if the money... Man's going to make a bajillion dollars. Oh, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I hope he does for his career's sake. But then is he going to think of, okay, well, I'm going to go to a team that I know is going to sign me next year. They're going to give me that 10-year... 500 million plus deal, you know? So, I don't know. I think the most important thing to him right now is winning and being able to compete at the highest level. You know, you you saw him against Team USA. That was spectacular. I mean, truly spectacular. I think there's no doubt he wants to play for a winner, and I think if there's any team that has won more in the past, you know, 10 years, it's the Dodgers. I I don't see any other place for him to go. You know, he could go to the Yankees. He could go to the Astros. Him on the Yankees would be disgusting. It would be if they could actually compete. For as many stars as they have, they're struggling every year to do anything. You wonder why, Brant. They they sign home run hitters. So Mm -hmm. when they're firing, they're really good. But they strike out 80% of the time and they stink. Yeah. They get hurt. It's just science. Yes, it's they're always hurt. Always. Speaking Whereas, of the Yanks, I saw their trade rumor about Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger's kind of been lighting it up, especially compared to what he was the last couple of years. And apparently the Yankees are hot on his tail right now. Which I think How do you feel about that as a Cubby fan? I hate it. Because I want the Cubs to sign him next Realistically, the Cubs aren't going to sign him because we don't sign good players. Like we just you trade we them. don't invest our money in them. We just trade them. And I saw Cubs have arguably the most on the trade block right now of any team. I think we have eight eight legitimate starters between pitchers and position players that are on the trade block right now. We have two Strom and the two biggest names. We have two starting pitchers. We have. Patrick Wisdom, third base. We got two outfielders, and we got two bullpen arms. And I'm like, I understand, but after 
after the whole Rizzo, Bryant, Schwarber thing, I don't know if I can go through another year where I lose the entire roster. I've finally somewhat kind of gotten to know again. <laughs> I think the Astros might try and steal some of your players. I could see them going after after Stroman. A lot of talk they want Stroman and Bellinger. That's what I saw too. Do they need Bellinger though? I wouldn't mind yes. if, if they need a lefty. I wouldn't mind if the Dodgers tried man. to put together a little package for Stroman. I'm we might as well just bring it Shohei. Shohei, Shohei, Shohei. Yeah. I mean that, this, I, I already heard that. I already heard talks last year that we were saving up on our money in, in free agency. It's why we let Trey Turner go. It's why we, why we let Seager go. We want Shohei. And there's obvious reasons. He's the best player in baseball. Not close. Yeah. Not to mention, he wants to win, and he's already in L.A. Might as well just move a little bit on up there and go to the team that has won. Little fun fact, since 2013, outside of the COVID-shortened season, the Dodgers have won 91 or more games every season since 2013. Lights and out, the baby. one COVID season we had, we were 43-17 and 17 in the 60 games, which is spectacular. On pace to go crazy. Shattered records, yeah. It, it was a 71% win percentage. It's almost unheard of. <laughs> so, go Dodgers, get Shohei. <laughs> go get Shohei. It just, it just grinds my gear. <laughs> I, hate, I hate when the Cubs suck and every other team is good. Especially the Dodgers. They're just, it's just not fair. It's just not fair. And then we get your old players, and besides Bellinger, we've gotten some of your old players, and they are awful. They don't even like perform at all. And I'm like, okay, you were the best player on the team, I feel like, for like half the year. Now you can't even crack the starting lineup. What's going on now? <laughs> so frustrating. We just pass off all of our washed up here. Little hand me downs. He can't jump. And you get value. I think that's the crazy is you get value for him too. You like have the you have the perfect system where like your triple A team consist you have one of the consistently one of the best triple A teams in baseball. Like you have three, four guys that could be on the majors and over half the half the rosters and you just wait and let them develop. And then oh he's getting a little old. The best farm system in in baseball. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. We draft well. I think the only teams that might have better farm systems are what, like the Strohs and the Rays? Yeah, Rays maybe. I think that's like, that's, that's really that's, about yeah, it. That's about it. You know, you could argue the Yankees or the Giants or, you know, teams like that, but I, the Dodgers prove it every year. Every freaking year. <laughs> so, you know, we could put together the biggest package for Shohei. There's no doubt about that. It's true. An interesting thing I saw the Reds being buyers at the deadline. I could I can see it to an extent. They're not going to go and spend money at the Yingang. That's just not what the Reds. They got to start with. saving up to sign Ellie's Supermax. Dude, he's insane. He's so good. He's so good. Um, but apparently there are trade rumors about Lance Lynn and Giolito from the White Sox trying to get two pitching. Starting pitching, which I'm sure would help. Um, I think the Reds are going to be an anomaly team, though, where kind of like that Marlins one-off year where they were good for no reason and they were awful. Uh, I don't think this is sustainable success for the Reds, personally, but maybe I'm wrong. Rookie shock and awe. You know, happened mm -hmm. with Yasiel Puig. Happened with, uh, mm -hmm. oh, what was that guy's name for the Mets? Uh why am I suddenly forgetting it? That's going to bother me. <laughs> Gosh, who was that guy for the Mets? What year? When? Uh, it was probably four or five years ago. He, oh, my goodness. That is going to bother me a lot. He, I'm pretty sure he's an outfielder. But he came in, was smoking the ball, and has just completely fallen off the face of the earth since, just like Yasiel Puig did. Mm -hmm. um, wow, that is, that's going to bother me. Yasiel Puig's playing in Mexico? Japan? Is he on a team somewhere? Yeah. He's on very different somewhere. places. It might be DR. <laughs> DR. I think it's in the how many, how many other oh. countries do we have baseball teams? Yo, when is Cespedes? 
Oh, yes. Hell? Yes. He was a five-tool player. People were like, this guy's going to be a perennial all-star. And then he's been so bad. Yeah. So, Nick, any any trades you're, you're looking for here? Uh, Like I said before, I think the Astros make a splash. don't know if it'll be from Primmy Scubbies or from a different team. Uh, I see them as big buyers at the deadline. Well, like gentlemen, it. anything else we want to touch on? I don't think so. I think we're I good. Think we've uh, quite a bit today. Uh, I'd like to thank you for watching this podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, comment. We've read all comments. And uh, don't forget to check out Shank at Golf. Use code 4 Sports at checkout for 10% off. Thank you, everyone.